Well, hello, Greyfriars. It's uh, great to be with you again. Uh, it's great to be able to jump into God's Word together. So uh, should we just take a moment to pray, and then we're going to turn to Scripture. So let's pray. Father, we want to thank you again for this chance uh, to be gathered even while we're scattered, uh, to be able to meet as family using this amazing technology uh, even while we're still physically distant. And God, I pray that even though we're scattered all over Reading, all over the country, all over the world, uh, that you would unite us together by your Holy Spirit as you fill each one of our hearts now. Would you come and be with us and illuminate scripture so that we see Jesus, we love him more and we look more like him. And we ask this in his name. Amen. Well, here we go <laughs> again. Uh, we're entering week five of lockdown in the UK. Can you believe it? Uh, and, you know, I've been amazed uh, over these last uh, five weeks at the creativity and the constructive ways in which different people are using this lockdown time uh, to work on themselves uh, and bring <clears throat> about personal and communal transformation uh, by using this time creatively. Uh, so I think of uh, Alyssa, who's uh, part of my small group uh, and who's using this lockdown uh, to learn Greek and Hebrew. That's amazing. Great use of this time. And then there's Johnny Alden, uh, who helped to lead our prayers last week. Some of you might know him. Uh, and about a week ago, he ran a marathon uh, with no training beforehand. And in doing so, he raised £1,500 for Tear Fund. That's, in, that's incredible. And if you want to support Johnny and Tear Fund, you can still do that. Um, if you find him on social media, you'll, you'll get links to do just that. But uh, people like Johnny and Alyssa, others are doing amazing things in this lockdown time. And I think it's because we all have this desire within us, don't we? They're tapping into something that we all feel, this desire to be better people. You know, whether this season of lockdown is one in which you feel able to do something about that or not, and, and can I just say that if, if you can't in this time, if for whatever reason uh, all that's going on isn't conducive to picking up a new language or, or picking up running or whatever it is, that's, that's fine. That's really fine. We need to be kind to ourselves in this time but but ultimately all of us don't we we want to become better people whatever that looks like we want to become more loving more peaceful more hopeful more joyful more steadfast and secure we're all looking for that sort of positive transformation and i wonder how often in your Christian life you've experienced that sort of radical, total transformation that the Christian faith seems to promise? How often, rather than just reading about it or seeing it in other people or being told that it's possible, have you experienced transformation for yourself? Because the gospel says, the good news says that as a result of Jesus Christ, everything has changed. And that means we, you and I, 
have been changed as well. And so today I want us to think about and I want to ask you, do you want to be transformed as well? Do you want to be transformed deep down in your soul at a level and in a way that truly and profoundly impacts who you are, what your soul is like, so that you look more and more like our Saviour, Jesus Christ? And do you know what? I, I actually believe that that kind of transformation is possible. Whoever you are, whatever your situation, whatever your past, whatever your present, I believe that you can be more like Jesus. And we're starting a new series today called Life Transformed. And over the next six weeks, we're going to be thinking together about what it looks like to see transformation in our lives so that we look just like that, so that we look like Jesus. And you know, transformed is the right word. We just had 2 Corinthians 5 read for us, but a, a little earlier in the same book, uh, the author, Paul, uh, says this about followers of Jesus. We are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We are being transformed. The word for transformed there is the same word from which we get our word metamorphosis. It's a word of utter and complete and radical transformation. The kind of transformation that happens that takes a caterpillar to a butterfly. And in 2 Corinthians 5, our passage for today, Paul goes into detail about what that transformation involves. And what we see Paul talking about is the nature of transformation and the purpose of transformation. The nature of transformation and the purpose of transformation. And it's those two things that I want to spend our time together thinking about. So let's jump into God's word. Let's look at what God wants to say to us this morning. And firstly, let's think about the nature of transformation. Look with me at verse 17. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Paul says that those who are in Christ are a new creation. Not a better creation, not a slightly improved creation, but a new, a brand new creation. The gospel says that we have been transformed, transformed, metamorphosized into something new. And, and, and pick up with me the, the timeline that Paul gives us in this verse. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. For those who are in Christ, this transformation is a present reality. It's not just a promise for the future, it's something that is true in the here and now. Uh, there's a pastor and author uh, from the States that I really like called Tim Keller, and he speaks about this in a way that I love. Uh, and he calls this non-fiction time travel. And here's what he says. He says, 
it's not a matter of us going into the future. It's the future coming into us. It's the time that's travelling, not you. It is the power of God to regenerate the world coming into your life now to begin to slowly but surely change you into the image of his son. For those of us who are in Christ, a transforming power to make you like Jesus, to give you his resurrection life has flooded into you. You have been, you are, you will be transformed. And we're going to explore in this series over the next couple of weeks in more detail what that transformation looks like. We'll think about the character of this transformed life and the power of a transformed life. So do come back, do join us as we explore the nature of the transformation that God is doing within us. But for now, the promise is that this transformation is for everyone, for all those who are in Christ. In Christ. We, we've spoken about this recently at Greyfriars. We've talked about how being in Christ is the New Testament's way of speaking about what it, those people who believe and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. You know, whereas we normally use the word Christian, the Bible talks about those who are in Christ. And so if you're watching this morning, if you've tuned in to our online church service and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, you're not in Christ, but you're longing to see your life transformed, then I truly believe that God has orchestrated this moment. This moment of you listening to me so that God himself can tell you that it is possible for you to experience transformation. The good news is that you don't need to earn anything. You don't need to achieve anything. You don't need to force anything. You simply need to be found in Christ. That means turning away from life with you at the centre and turning towards a life where Jesus is your King and your Lord and your guide and your Saviour. That's it. Turning away from ourselves and turning towards him is the first and only and key step towards this transformation life bursting up within your soul. And you can do that now. You can turn to God in prayer and ask him to be your Lord and saviour and to flood into your heart with transformation power. Why don't you do it? You don't need to wait for anything. It's possible now. Why don't you turn to Jesus? But if you are a Christian, if you are in Christ, then I want to tell you that all this stuff about being a new creation is true for you. No matter how you feel like you're using this time. No matter how perhaps the biggest season of life that you're in feels. No matter whether you feel transformation taking place 
in your life. You are a new creation. That is true of you. Yes, it's something that we can all grow into. We can put ourselves in the way of transformation by drawing near to the one who transforms us. Through worship in scripture, by prayer, we can draw near to the living and loving God who transforms us. And do that. Can I encourage you to do that? That's a good thing to do. But regardless, this is true. It's as true of you now as it ever will be. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. I find marriage a a really helpful way of thinking about this. Uh, Last week, Steph and I, my wife, uh, we celebrated five years uh, of marriage. We thought that was pretty uh, good going. And after the uh, over the last five years, I I hope that I have grown uh, and improved uh, as a husband. That I'm better at being Steph's husband now than I was five years ago. And I hope I've done that by putting in the effort, by trying to serve her, to love her, to put Steph first. But five years ago, on our wedding day, when our friend Will declared us as husband and wife, we were 100% married. I will never be more married to Steph than I was at that moment, when we'd only been married for a second. But equally, I have grown into it over these last five years. The marriage came first, I was married, and the growth has continued afterwards. And it's like that with our Christian faith, we are new creations. When you found yourselves in Christ, that was 100% true of you, but we can grow into it. And that brings us to our second point, and that's the purpose of our transformation. Look with me at verses 19 and 20. It says this, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Listen to this. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We are as new creations, Christ's ambassadors. That's our task, our job description, now that we have been transformed. And we'll get, don't we, we understand the illustration that Paul is using. Ambassadors are representatives of the king who live in a foreign country. They're representatives with authority able to speak on behalf of the one that they represent. And these ambassadors that Paul is talking about have been given a task to exercise with their authority. They're to invite people into the reconciliation that God has already begun and already achieved in the world. What that means is that as you and I announce God's message of reconciliation, the good news is that God has made, the God who has made a way for the world, who has brought the world close to him, that's what reconciliation is, through the forgiveness of sin, 
brought the world close to him once again. As we declare that message, people can and will actually be reconciled. We have the authority in our proclamation to see reconciliation happen. Something will happen, will take place in people's lives as we declare this message. People will be transformed. And so this means that you and I, as God's ambassadors, Christ's ambassadors, have two tasks, proclamation and blessing. So we're to proclaim this good news of reconciliation, to tell people all about it. Part of our vocation as Christ's ambassadors is to tell this story to tell people of the forgiveness of sins in Christ, the victory of death on the cross, the new life that is made possible and demonstrated in the resurrection. We're to tell this story so that people, as we proclaim it, can be reconciled themselves. There is no greater gift that you and I could ever give anyone that we love or care for than sharing this message of reconciliation. That's the first thing we're to proclaim. Secondly, we are to be a blessing. Because the new creation has begun and sprung forth in us. We have been reconciled. And so as ambassadors, we are ourselves to be as sort of embassies in Uh, the world today, embassies of new creation. In and through our lives, our families, our friends and our neighbours should experience the love and the kindness and the generosity of God's new world. So that means that we have the opportunity and the calling to live out the transformation we've experienced, to give where there is lack, to serve where there is a need, to love where people are alone. And we're going to go on to explore further the impact of these new creation uh, lives, this proclamation, this reconciliation. We're going to explore that further later on in this series. We'll think about the new life that is available and the new levels of access that Jesus has made possible. You and I have been transformed. We are new creations. And as a result of that transformation, we are now Christ's ambassadors. But as we finish, I just want to take us briefly back to that verse from 2 Corinthians 3. Because there is one more piece of the puzzle that we mustn't forget. We've thought about the nature and the purpose of our transformation, but we can never forget the agent of our transformation. Let's look at that verse. It says, We are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. What we're going to see time and time again in the coming weeks is that this incredible life transformation that God has done and is doing in our lives is not about us working harder. 
It's not about our striving. It's not something that we need to make happen. It's something that God does. With God, all is a gift. And Jesus has promised his Holy Spirit to be with us and in us as the one who makes this transformation a reality. I said earlier that we've been flooded with transformation power. Well, that power is a person, the Spirit of God. And so as we start this exploration of what our lives can be as they're transformed by Jesus, I want to give us an opportunity again here at the start to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us and to work his transformation power to to make the new creation that is true of us more of a present reality and by his power to make us Christ's ambassadors in the world. So why don't we just take a moment to, to pray. I'd like to pray for anyone who is watching who would love now to be filled with the Spirit of God, to, to see that transformation happen. But first, as we were talking about earlier, if, if you're watching and you're not yet a Christian, but you'd like to be, I'd love to offer you an opportunity to pray, to ask the Spirit, perhaps for the first time, to flood into your heart, to transform you, and then to go on transforming you. So if that's you, now is your chance. Maybe God is calling you. Maybe your heart is beating. Maybe a voice in your head is saying, yes, now is the time. Well, this is for you. And I'm going to pray. And as I pray, just echo these words. You can say them out loud. If you're by yourself, if you're with someone and you feel awkward, you can say it in your heart and then tell them afterwards that you've prayed it. But why don't we pray for you? So I'm going to pray. Why don't you say this with me? Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the times I've put myself at the centre of my life and gone my way rather than yours. But Jesus, I thank you that you have made reconciliation possible, that you've brought me back near to God, that you've forgiven my sins and you've given me new life. And because of that, I can be in relationship with the author and creator and sustainer of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you've done that. And I say now that I want to step in to new creation. I want for you to be at the centre, for you to be king and Lord. So I turn to you now, Jesus, and ask, please, would you come into my life with resurrection power, with new creation power, with transforming power, and make me new. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time, uh, we'd love to, to celebrate with you, to support you, to stand with you. Uh, you might be feeling really brave and want to drop that into the chat uh, and do that. I can guarantee you the church will celebrate with you. Um, but perhaps you'd like to just email me. Uh, you can do that at john.freeman at greyfriars.org.uk. Uh, and I'd love just to help you take these first steps into new creation life. 
um, but welcome to the family. And now I would love to pray for you as a son or a daughter who is in Christ and for anyone else watching uh, who knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, who's a Christian and would like to receive more of the Spirit's power to transform uh, and to send out as ambassadors, even at this strange lockdown time. So I'm going to pray. We're going to ask the Spirit to come and then we're going to make space for him to work and do whatever it is he wants to do. And then we'll gradually move into worship and allow God to do whatever he wants to do. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, Lord God, would you come now and fall afresh on each and every person, every son and daughter who wants to be filled with your spirit. We pray, come Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. And as we ask, we believe that God answers, so let's just wait. Spirit of God, fall afresh on us. sense even as I record this a few days early uh, that as we pray this God will move amongst his people so let's just take time if you sense God moving within you just ask him Lord would you do more I want to know more of your power I want to be more like my saviour I want to grow into new creation come Lord Jesus, into every heart, into every family, into every space, would you please come and move? And we pray with these uh, words, a homegrown prayer uh, at Greyfriars, come Holy Spirit, fill us now. We need your presence. We need your power. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. got a sense that there are some people who are feeling that um, that challenge to put yourself into the into the stream into the way of transformation power uh, but I think God wants to remind us that that yeah there's stuff that we can step into but it's his power that makes that stepping in possible so Lord Jesus come come and stir in us a desire to know you more to walk more closely with you God, help us to want transformation. Set our hearts on the thing that they should be set upon. 
and we're going to keep on praying. If you're meeting with God, ask him to just keep ministering to you. If you're with someone, you might want to ask him to lay a hand on you. If you're by yourself, you might want to drop a message to the live prayer team. They'd love to pray with you from a distance. But let's keep on receiving. Let's keep meeting the Lord. Uh, But we're going to start to just gently worship as God continues to work amongst us.